the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. We talk about education a lot on The Bruce Hooley Show, and uh, we're hopeful the backpack bill will get passed by the Ohio General Assembly, Center for Christian Virtue, working hard on that. I'm all about school choice. I'm all about giving parents uh, the best options that you can have, and one of those options is something that our family has taken advantage of, and we're going to talk about that with Ohio Auditor Keith Faber as it concerns the College Credit Plus program. So, Auditor Faber, thanks for your time today, but I want to start with student loan debt. And it's been about a week now since Joe Biden, quote unquote, forgave between ten and twenty thousand dollars in student debt. And I've been stunned to find out that Ohio, depending on what numbers you look at, is either second or pretty close to the top in the amount of student loan debt for residents. Uh, I know you guys keep track of that. What are your thoughts on student loan forgiveness and the amount of loan forgiveness that Ohioans have outstanding? Well, look, student loan debt is just a symptom of the high cost of higher education. Biden's program to forgive a part of this debt is just a disaster. It's going to do nothing to help lower the cost of higher education. In fact, there's a lot of evidence that indicates that making loans more freely available actually increased the cost of higher education by nearly 60%. And so this policy is not only wrong, it's targeting the wrong, wrong group of people. You know, as I've been looking at student loan costs, and I think back to what I paid for college, it's not even close to what co- college costs right now. And the numbers say college costs have escalated 1,200% since 1980. Is that when student loans became prevalent, or what is the reason why college costs has escalated so far out of control? Well, certainly part of this is because uh, colleges believe that if they charge more, they're somehow a symbol that they're better. Uh, this is one of the few areas that you do nothing to try and measure the value of, of the degree that you're getting with the cost that you pay to get it. There is no relationship to what you could earn in how much you pay for that degree. And so colleges have had this attitude that we can charge more and people will think we're better, so they charge more. As one college was brazen enough to say to a colleague of mine, we're going to charge more because you're going to pay it. Well, the reality is, is we've got to stop that analysis. And uh, candidly, there are a lot of ways we can do to hack the high cost of higher education here in Ohio. Uh, Ohio Auditor Keith Faber is our guest, and let's get into some of those reasons. Does it require legislative muscle or anything you can do alone from your office? Uh, how would we accomplish getting college costs down in the state of Ohio at, let's say, the array of state schools, state universities that we have? Well, just a few years ago, when I was president of the state Senate, we imposed at the time what we called the 5% Ohio Senate President's Challenge. And we demanded at the time that every state college and university reduce the cost of degree. And that means all, all things, room and board. It means fees, books, all the things that go into paying for a degree, not just tuition, by at least 5%. 
Ultimately, the statewide average reduction from that proposal wasn't 5%. It was 11.7%, nearly 12%. And what happened is, is we empowered colleges and universities in Ohio to be innovators to think outside the box. It's where you saw the development of the, the four-year guaranteed cost, that if you go to most state schools now, they will guarantee you that you, your four years of college, your costs won't go higher than they were as a starting freshman. The things like going to online open source textbooks to take those thousands of dollars a textbook cost off the table, all of those kind of things. But the biggest thing we can do is encourage students to do things at the lowest possible cost. And I'm encouraging people to use community colleges, to use internships and co-ops to earn money while you're going to college uh, and to get you out. Uh, there are plenty of examples, particularly with the College Credit Plus program that we just released the audit on. Ohio families have saved nearly a billion dollars on the College Credit Plus pro by using the College Credit Plus program and its predecessor of getting real college credits for real college courses while kids are still in high school. Our guest here is Ohio Auditor Keith Faber. As I said early in the call, our family took advantage of that. We have a student now who's a college freshman out of state, and she completed one year of college online. Tell me how the program works. Give me a Cliff's Notes version of how it works. Should this be offered? Is it offered by every school in Ohio? Will the guidance counselors, the people who advise students, get them into the program? And are you finding complete buy-in all across the state on this program that makes it available for kids to get college credit while they're still in high school? It's actually free while they're in high school. And the, the good thing is, is it is available to every Ohio 7th grade through senior that's otherwise qualified to take those courses. And every high school, every public school in Ohio is required to participate in it. But there's the rub. They're required to participate in it, but nobody's out there enforcing it. And that's why we did our audit. You can go onto our website, ohioauditor.gov, and there are different things that the high schools can do to make it more efficient, to get it out to more kids. Some are doing a really good job. Some are doing a very, very poor job. And so what we really do is encourage the parents and the families to become educated on their right. And that is something that Ohio requires. The state pays for it to, to make available. The problem is, is the high schools and the Ohio schools really still think of it as their money. You talked about the backpack program. Mm -hmm. That's one of the one of the things we have to overcome. It's not the school district's money. It's parents and students' money. And so we need to get more people aware of it, more people participating in it, and, and get the program stronger. Go out to our website. You can take a look at ohioauditor.gov. There's a link right there for the, the program. You could actually compare your school district to any other school district in the state to see how well your, your school district's doing on both getting students access to these programs and also doing it efficiently. There's three different price points that these can be done at. The most efficient, the best program is by offering those college classes at the high school using a high school teacher so the kid stays in the high school environment. That is the cheapest, it's the most efficient, and we encourage more schools to do that. Ohio Auditor Keith Faber, our guest here on the Bruce Hooley Show. So I know Cleveland does lousy at this, Cleveland City Schools, and I have not looked at this site, but I will. I'm curious uh, if you know off the top of your head, how do Columbus City Schools do in that, and how about Dayton Public Schools? Well, all three of the public school systems aren't very good at it, candidly. Now, they do have another program called their Early College Programs, which is a school that's just dedicated to early college, and they're given a lot of credits out there. So they do have a subset of students, but that's a very small subset of their overall population that go to those early college programs. But overall, 
our, our inner city public schools, candidly, the place that could most benefit from a College Credit Plus program. We found that particularly minority and low-income students that participate in College Credit Plus are much more likely to go to college. They're much more likely to graduate high school. They're much more likely to graduate college. All of those are the students who could best benefit, but yet, for whatever reason, they're some of the lowest participants. Uh, by the way, our, our rich suburban schools, they're also not doing a very good job on average of promoting College Credit Plus. Uh, where you see the biggest uptake are predominantly Ohio's rural schools, where you would think you would get less of this. So really, it's counterintuitive. We just need to do better job everywhere. Do you have a, a known reason or a reason that you surmise is the reason why these schools that are not availing themselves of this opportunity to the level that would have them in the exemplary category? Do you have a reason why or do you think you know a reason why? Is this opposed by teachers unions? I mean, I, every, every union negotiation I hear is it's all about the kids. And so getting kids ready for college and there's no better way to give them college courses while they're in high school and at no cost and help them pile up credits so they don't have as big a burden once they get to college what's what do you how explain this why would they not take advantage of this free program well simply my best explanation is it's all about the benjamins it's all about the money uh school districts have to contribute part of their state funds that the state pays to educate kids to pay for the college credit plus system um, and, and one of the things is, is in order for you to have a high school teacher in the high school teaching that college class, the teacher has to be credentialable. And a lot of the high school teachers have resisted getting those credentials because the way the union works, they don't get paid any extra money. And so we have made suggestions to the legislature. The legislature passed that to those teachers who are teaching these college credit plus classes in high schools. Because, frankly, if the unions and the high schools aren't going to pay for it, the, the state ought to help pay for it to make it more affordable. Literally, it's a quarter of the cost for a student to take a college credit plus course at the high school versus going out to one of the colleges to take the same class. And so it can be done much more efficiently, much more effectively. And, and again, it comes down to the money. What the colleges charge, I don't think, is necessarily the right benchmark. But having said that, the high schools are not promoting this program in many cases as well as they should. It seems to be both a reluctance by the administrators and by the faculty because they think it's pooling money uh, away from things they otherwise would want to spend it on. But reality is, if you're going to teach an AP course, why not teach the same course and give the students real college credit? Yeah, great point. Ohio Auditor Keith Faber is our guest, and I can just say as a homeschool dad, uh, we found it to be a tremendous bargain and a great way to prepare our daughter for college. And there is a cost involved if you're homeschooled, but it's well worth it. And so I appreciate you bringing this uh, issue to light today on the show. I appreciate what you're doing to uh, keep the uh, state's money, <laughs> you know, protect our state's money. I know you're finding some fraud around the state of Ohio, and that's great. And we'll have you back on to discuss that at some point in time. But thank you so much for your work and uh, what you do today. Thanks for having me. I always tell people, as state auditor, I don't audit you. I don't audit your business. And I don't collect taxes. What I do is keep a watchful eye on the people who spend your tax dollars. And if you see something, say something, go to ohioauditor.gov, ohioauditor.gov. Thanks. Thank you, Keith. I appreciate it.
My thanks to Ohio Auditor Keith Faber for coming on the show. Uh, I am a big proponent of College Credit Plus, particularly if you're homeschooled. Get a year out of college. You can start taking college courses junior, senior year in high school. You're able to do that. Uh, You're able to handle uh, the basics and whack a year off of the cost of your education, particularly. It's not free for homeschoolers. You do have to pay for it, but it is much, much, much less expensive than it would be if you uh, were a college student on campus taking the exact same class. Now, um, we are a short attention span society. Major news events that occur and captivate our attention uh, soon fade from our attention because they become old news. The war in Ukraine is such a story. I don't update you on the war in Ukraine. It seems to me like it is just droning on. I don't mean... Uh, droning on in terms of the kinds of uh, weaponry that Russia and Ukraine are using against each other. I mean, it is just droning on like, uh, you know, our engagement in uh, Afghanistan, the Middle East. Russia's engagement, Afghanistan, the Middle East. The passing of Mikhail Gorbachev. It was interesting to watch the news stories last night of Mikhail Gorbachev and find out that uh, the Afghanistan war just bankrupted the Russian economy and basically led to the breakup of the former Soviet Union. Is that how this war is going in Ukraine? Or is this going to break uh, Vladimir Putin and his attempt to put the Soviet Union back together? Well, it depends on who you ask. Uh, yesterday, I heard, uh, I think it was Michael Schellenberg on the Megyn Kelly podcast. Michael Schellenberg is a uh, guy who used to be a climate alarmist. Now he is a climate realist because he realized the more he dug into the data that all the apocalyptic forecasts of the green energy lobby were made up nonsense. And Schellenberg realizes that the solution, uh, electric power, by the way, the solution, of course, California now banned gas cars uh, in the future because they want everybody to drive an electric car. And do you know what they're experiencing in California today? Rolling blackouts. You know why they're experiencing rolling blackouts in California? Because they don't have enough electricity to be able to meet the demand of California power customers in an era where overwhelmingly people are driving gas cars. Not electric cars that need to be charged with gas cars. So, Michael Schnellenberg is a truth teller. And among the things he was telling Megyn Kelly yesterday that are true is that the vice-like stranglehold that America was going to put on Vladimir Putin for invading Ukraine. Remember how we were going to bring Vladimir Putin to his knees with economic sanctions, right? Economic sanctions of Vladimir Putin. We were going to make Vladimir Putin um, destitute, and they wouldn't be able to feed anyone, and they wouldn't be able to... uh, do anything in Russia because they would have no money. They would they would freeze to death because they couldn't afford anything. Well, no, not so much. I searched on Google and I was looking for confirmation of what Michael Schellenberg said yesterday and I couldn't find it. I searched Putin, Russia, cashing in on oil sales. And... Uh, Found a couple stories behind a paywall. Couldn't get any of the information. Then I searched on DuckDuckGo. And the first thing that pops up. 
Story headline from the Daily Caller. Swimming in cash. Russia's oil industry is booming despite sanctions. Here's the story. Russia is raking in more money, more money from its fuel exports than it did prior to the invasion of Ukraine. As soaring fuel prices amid high demand are offsetting U.S. and European Union sanctions, according to the Wall Street Journal. Russia is exporting nearly as much oil globally as it did before the start of the war in late February and continues to be the world's largest exporter of crude oil and refined fuels. Now, back when Joe Biden was telling us about how his sanctions were going to work on Russia, I don't remember him saying that Russia would get, and I quote from this story, more money than it did prior to its invasion. I don't recall him saying that Russia would be exporting nearly as much oil globally as it did before the start of the war. Nor do I remember Joe Biden saying that Russia would continue to be the world's largest exporter of crude oil and refined fuels. But that is exactly what is going on. So, while the closet of failed Biden policies is already packed to the gills, Afghanistan withdrawal, southern border. He had the temerity yesterday to talk about how he is going to uh, fund, he gives it like three syllables, fund the police. It's a one-syllable word, Joe. Fund. He's going to add 100,000 police officers shouting at you all the time. Over five years is what he doesn't say. And he has to get the funding. Well, maybe not. Maybe he'll just do this by executive dictator fiat like he did student loan forgiveness. But 100,000 police officers, what is going to make our city safer? 100,000 police officers, if he gets it, if he really means it. Over five years or 87,000 IRS agents, which, by the way, has been funded. That's in the Inflation Reduction Act. That's law. They did do that the right way in terms of getting it done with all Democratic votes. So if you were hoping, and I still see on uh, social media, people with their uh, little adorable Ukrainian flags in their bios, and I don't really have a position on that. I haven't dug into it enough to know. I, I personally think a lot of the billions that we're sending Ukraine, call me crazy, but I don't necessarily think that's ending up where we, in our... Uh, finest intentions, hope for it to end up. Was Ukraine not the very, very corrupt country that Joe Biden talked about threatening if they don't fire this guy, there'll be no more USAID? Was it not that country? Was Ukraine not the country that was so corrupt that Donald Trump got on the phone and basically tried to find out what Joe Biden and Hunter Biden were doing in Ukraine? Is Ukraine not the country that has oligarchs who are skimming off the top? I don't think just because Vladimir Putin invaded that Ukraine had some kind of a meeting between all the people who were skimming off its economy and said, okay, well, now we got to get serious. we got to do things right. we got to stop stealing money. No, what I think is a corrupt country with, well, let's put it this way, a country with corruption in it is likely to become more corrupt if nations like the United States are funneling billions of dollars into the country meant to preserve its freedom. But Vladimir Putin, he's doing just fine. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.